Hey all, and welcome to Gig Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey, yo. And today we're going to be going over, uh, we have Battle of the Brands re- uh, results, some Ubisoft uh, controversies, Tencent stock problems, some uh, news at ESL. We're also going to be reviewing Mulan, uh, The Boys Season 2, the first three episodes that they released, and uh, Marvel's Avengers, the video game. Uh, so we have quite a bit going on. Before we get into that, Jonathan, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Um, watching not much. Um, I recently started watching another cooking show on Netflix just because I ran out of exciting <laughs> new content. Yeah. Uh, called Final Table. It's pretty, pretty good. Okay. Um, but lately I started playing X4 Foundations, which is a cool space-based, uh, you know, open world sandbox kind of game. Uh, and it is intense. There is a lot to learn. I've had to watch YouTube videos because the, the training in the game doesn't go over, you know, the finer details and stuff. So uh, I still have a lot to learn, like really just how to navigate your missions and stuff. But uh, but it's really it's a cool game. I'm excited to dig deeper into it. How big do you think the game is like? How many uh, hours do you think it is to finish it? Oh, I, I have no idea. I mean, it's seems pretty much endless there's okay so, I mean, so it's like has... minecraft where it's like that that just open world uh yeah. like you're saying sandbox where you really don't have like a goal you're just farming and stuff like that yeah exactly okay okay uh as you go we'll have to have you actually do like a full review for that as you yeah. play along and stuff like that because yeah. it does sound Once I learn how to actually mine and make money in the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah uh for myself uh you know boy season two been watching that uh playing a lot of marvel's avengers as you guys have seen uh, finally finished Far Cry. I told myself I'd finish Far Cry before I started playing Avengers. So the night before it came out, like I was up till midnight and just kind of get through that last. So I finally beat Far Cry 5. Um, really good game. It's just, you know, having to sit down and actually do it when you have so many other games and stuff going on. It's it's tricky, but uh, finally got that done. Um, but yeah, so just kind of same old, same old for now. Uh, the Last Kingdom. I mentioned that last week. Uh, I'm still watching that. I'm on season four now and it's super good. Uh, and so I can't suggest that enough. All right, uh, let's talk about Audible real quick. We uh, we do have a day we're going to be doing the book club. It'll be on September 27th. That avoids work schedules and stuff like that that are getting in the way. We are uh, listening to The Sandman. That is an Audible original, which means you could also get an Audible book on the side. Um, so you guys check that out and join us uh, at audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks. All right, uh, we're going to start off. This is a real quick one here, but The Mandalorian Season 2 has a release date. It's October 30th. Uh, that is my uh, Halloween plan. So on Halloween, I'm going like, to get nice and toasty and ready and watch the first episode of Mandalorian. Uh, I'm super excited, excited for this, Jonathan. Uh, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. If I had you know the time and ability to make a costume just to wear on the couch, then I would be totally <laughs> into it. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. The last season was, was great, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope they're yeah. not starting to cut corners and get lazy though because some, sometimes they do that, you know, uh, into the later season, especially when you have such a huge fandom for it, then you try to just kind of phone it in and make more profit. So I'm hoping they yeah. keep up a good plot and good, you know, character development and everything. Well, and, and the filming technique too, they're using the stagecraft, which is, it's going to be in our next Emmys, by the way, guys, we are on our Twitter. We've been doing the, um, better Emmy polls and we appreciate everybody who's been voting. There's been like so many votes rolling in. It's really fun. Uh, but this next one, we're doing best special effects and we're actually, Polling Discord on getting it down to our final four. So if you guys want to get in on that action, head on over to our Discord. I think we're going to be doing that for the rest of them. It's kind of a fun way to kind of lead up to the Twitter poll. Uh, and so one of the things that's going to be on best special effects of the last uh, year is The Mandalorian. And the way they film, they use a stagecraft. We've mentioned it on the podcast, but um, 
basically they wrap the stage with a big LCD screen and then they use this parallaxing to make the camera feel like you're actually in the world. So the scenes where you see Mando in the middle of a desert or going through a canyon, uh, he's not actually out there. He's actually on a stage surrounded by big LCD screens and it's fantastic to see the behind the scenes on the show. So this season, now that I know about how they're filming it, oh, I'm keeping a Hawkeye on that. I really want to watch and notice like, oh, wow, that's amazing how it parallaxes with him knowing that it's really just a, a trick of the cameras and the screens behind them. Uh, it, it gets you even more invested, you know, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Uh, we also have some pretty cool news from Comixology. Comixology brings you guys comic books uh, on a digital format from all the major publishers and uh, they're owned by Amazon. So you can link your accounts and stuff like that. So if you buy a book on Amazon, it'll go to your Comixology accounts. They do have their monthly thing. So that's a little plug for Comixology real quick. But they're giving away... 200, over 200 free Black Panther comic books right now uh, in honor of Chadwick Boseman. And uh, there are some of the short stories that you could get the entire set. It's free. Really good way to dive into Black Panther and see, I mean, the MCU Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman, he kills it. He's amazing. Uh, and so that's why, you know, he he's really, he's left on all of our hearts because of how well he did and stuff like that. And But the character himself is so much bigger than that movie. The character... Uh, you know, Mary Storm fights, uh, uh, what's his name? Basically Aquaman of the Marvel world. I can't remember his name right now, but, uh, that's going to bug me. But anyways, uh, so there's so much more to this character and you guys could explore that world through the Black Panther comic books. Uh, and I've been kind of itching to get into a new comic book and there's a few of them that are out right now. John, have you been reading any comic books lately? I haven't. I actually have a stack. I probably have like four that I've bought intending to read them and haven't just sat down and taken the time to read them yet. Can you give us a shout out of a couple of those that you might have in that stack so we can read along with you? Uh, the uh, One of the new Avatar books I have and haven't finished. Okay. Uh, the Shadow, uh, Smoke and Shadow or whatever it was. Okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't finish the the end of Saga, which I still, like, that was on a cliffhanger Definitely. too. Yeah, it's always um, good. And I got a Judge Dredd, uh, like a, the collection of comics too, the, the, the book that they released later. Like the and trades, I haven't finished yeah. that. I barely even started that one. Judge Dredd, man, that, that's a good one for me to get into because it's, you know, of course, the Sylvester Sloan, you and I are big fans of his his uh, movie. But um, the comic book-wise, I don't think I've ever read a Judge Dredd comic book. So that's yeah. a good idea. Uh, yeah, right now, I'm, you know, I'm also going through an Avatar book myself. Um, I just got the three Jokers, the first of the three Jokers. So there's a, and it's so wacky. Uh, what a crazy story. The first issue was like 50 pages, um, but there's only going to be three issues released. And it's telling the story of three different distinct jokers working together and and it's it's really hard to understand what's going on um but basically it's these three jokers and each one represents like a staple of the joker so one of them is the comedian one of them is the criminal and one of them is the clown and um and the three main batman heroes that are fighting this is of course batman himself uh who has ties with the criminal who shot who was part of the you know joe chill and stuff like that that kind of shot the parents stuff like that red hood style uh, and then you have um, Red Hood himself, who was killed by uh, Joker. And then he was brought back with, you know, this whole thing with Multiverse and Superman, Superboy. Um, but then we also have uh, Batgirl, who was uh, beaten and paralyzed by one of the Jokers. So each one of the uh, heroes within our universe has a distinct Joker that's tied to them. Anyway, so it's a really cool story where, uh, you know, we have some of the Jeff Johns and stuff like that working on this thing. It's outstanding. They've been teasing this thing for two years. It's finally out. Guys, go check it out. I mean, it's it's 50-page comic books. You really can't go wrong with that. That's really cool. And um, because it's only three only three issues, they're coming to conclusions in the story quickly, which is really nice. 
Uh, I'm not going to say what happens at the end of the first one, but needless to say, I felt very satisfied with the ending of the first book already. It was like, man, that is a complete story right there already, and I'm happy. Uh, and now we have to understand why there are multiple Jokers and what the hell is going on. It's really cool. Uh, so that's that's a comic book that I've been I just picked up, and so I'm looking forward to the next two of those. Uh, and then there's Negan Lives that's out. You guys check out Negan Lives. It tells the story of uh, uh, Negan outside of The Walking Dead uh, main storyline where he's out on his own, and it's really cool. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, Amazon owned Comixology. That's that's kind of yeah. cool. I'm hoping that because of that, because it's you know in a a big company like Amazon, that they will like like this where they're releasing 200 plus free, you know, uh, issues different or series of comics that uh, that will help bring attention back to comic books and and get people reading again yeah. because they love the movies, they love these stories, and I think this modern generation, even our generation, has forgotten that. All of these stories were written and based in these comic books, and there's countless of them that we aren't seeing on, you know, the uh, in movies. Uh, so really, go out there and read the comic books and and find those stories. And once you find one that you love, and and you know, you spread the word about it, and your friends read it and stuff like that, then there's a good chance that's going to get picked up and turned into the next blockbuster movie. So, you know, we need to be the ones that are filtering that out ourselves, anyway. Totally right. Yeah. There's. There's a big thing where in mainstream media, they're, they're totally happy watching the MCU, but they still think comic books are dumb. And it's like, you know where those ideas came from, right? And then there's countless times where I've told people like, oh, you liked Lock and Key? Yeah, that was a comic book. You know, or something like that where, yeah. oh, you like Umbrella Academy? Well, that's a little more obvious, but that's comic book. You know, stuff like that where it's like comic books are source material for today. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's using these comic books now because they have really rich stories that already storyboard, like it's already a storyboard form where it's like, this is what the visual should look like. This is what... Batman on the side of a building should look like. And then, you know, it's easier to make a film around that than it is just this idea of writing out what Batman would look like on side of a building. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, we have a conclusion to Battle of the Brands. We've been talking about this now for a little bit. Uh, and it's with a $1 million bid. So Fall Guys, really great game, uh, has been hosting this Battle of the Brands and have been taking in bids to get uh, a brand skin in the game, KFC or something like that in the game. Uh, the best thing is the proceeds will be going to the special effects charity over at the UK. Uh, so we've been doing this for they've been doing this for about two weeks. We've had all kinds of different people in there. Um, there's bidet companies. The one I really wanted to win is the bidet company. Uh, stuff like that. It's been really neat. Uh, but after the two weeks, we have a group of winners. So Ninja, you know the streamer Ninja, Mr. Beast, the YouTuber, G2 Esports, and Aim Labs came together for a united one million dollar bid, and uh, and. Battle, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Fall Guys accepted the bid, and so now that's a million dollars going to the special effects charity. Really cool. And uh, now we're going to be getting this new skin. Uh, there's been mock-ups of like a Frankenstein skin that has all of them in there. Most likely, I think Fall Guys is just going to be really awesome and put all four of their brands in the game. Um, because it seems like Fall Guys seems to be kind of on the chiller side, on the cooler side. Devolver Digital too, I trust them, uh, and they're the publisher's form. So uh, I think this is really cool. I liked the idea of doing it this way, of, of giving people a way to donate to charity for the skins. So the when you're talking about a skin, it's going to be a, a skin for a character, right? Not just like a billboard in the game or something like that? No, yeah, it's a skin for a character, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like how you're saying, maybe they'll make four different ones. I think if if they're not allowed to do that, because that would be ideals for separate you know skins, but if they have to make one, they'll probably collaborate and make one that just looks the coolest, whatever their character, you know, they want to look like, give it a special name. Mm -hmm. And then each of those four companies, those four brands can take that character and promote it in their own, you know, marketing and stuff like that. So 
that would be a way to tie it together on their side yeah. and not have to have their logo on them or nothing like that. That would be really cool. If they, or even a step further on that is design it around the special effects charity and actually yeah. make it look like the special effects charity mascot. I don't know what that is or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like you could also do that kind of really above and beyond. The reason I don't think that would work is because people like Ninja are all about their own brand. Like that's what mm-hmm. brings in, you know, um, but I do like that, uh, that, that uh, Fall Guys accepted this bid because, I mean, really, you're like, well, it's four different people. It's going to be extra work on their end. But nevertheless, it's like, you know what? It's all for charity anyways. We'll take the million dollars. Because it was starting to stall out around, I think, 600000 700000 So um, when they came together for this big one, it was like, boom. All right, here's all the money on the table. Take it or leave it. And they took it. So so what does the special effects charity do? Uh, good question. I believe this is one of them that... Uh, uh, uses now i'm not positive but it, it, i think it's one of those that uses gaming to help uh, be inclusive for uh children of special needs i think uh, that's what this one does i, I remember reading on it a, a while back when i was first writing the notes the first time we talked about it mm-hmm. i think that's what it, what it does um but i could be wrong because i was also reading a thing about how blizzard's adding controller support to world of warcraft for kids with special needs so there's something there too um but yeah that's awesome. yeah pretty cool thing to have a charity for i think in my opinion mm-hmm yeah. Uh, okay, we have Ubisoft. They're uh, removing a controversial scene from their upcoming Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Uh, this came out on Twitter, and right away, of course, everybody's uh, 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 you know upset about it and bringing it to their attention. So uh, Ubisoft, they're facing some backlash. They also had some like sexual harassment stuff going on lately. So already the Ubisoft name's in, in a tough spot right now. But a scene in the game showed uh, imagery of a... Uh, protesting group with their fists raised in the air which is the symbol used by black lives matter uh and they were they were calling this group this fictional terrorist group uh umbra and they were saying that you know umbra uh uses this unrest to falsely create like chaos and distrust of the government to try to overthrow them so of course this with using the image that black panther or black uh, lives matter uses it calls into the idea that oh so you're saying that black lives matter is trying to sow unrest if for the purpose of, you know, like, you know, political reasoning or something like that, you know, outside of actually Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, everybody was upset about this. And then on August 29th, they took uh, uh, a stance on it at Ubisoft. They came out and apologized. They removed the imagery. There was still a lot of uh, upset people about this. So the game director, Charlie uh, Goulmont, uh, he came out and said they're going to they're gonna remove the opening scene of the game entirely. So it's not even to talk about any comp- any umbra or anything like that sewing unrest it's not going to be it's not going to hit anything like that so in a normal world i don't think that would have been such a big deal but right now it, everybody's on such high alert it's such a hair trigger topic and stuff so i think yeah. it was smart of of ubisoft to just to not fight it not try to be contradictory and just you know what hey you you guys aren't happy this is this is a sensitive topic and this or this may not even have anything to do with it but this looks like or looks like it relates or or represents this sensitive topic we're just going to get rid of it all together. Let's not even make this a issue of debate, something to raise concern about. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to make people upset on either side of the spectrum. So let's just, we're going to take it away and change the conversation kind of thing. So I think it was, I think it was uh, big of them to just step up and do that. They're kind of disassembling a part of their game, which, you know, might hurt sales and, and, you know, might not make the game play as well or something like that. But it's worth, you know, doing that to, support the, what the public wants so I think, I think that was good for them to do yeah you're, you're right there where in another time 
saying that there's this you know internal terrorist group that's creating riots that just sounds like a plot to like an action movie from the 80s and 90s you know what i'm saying like that just sounds like a plot from a movie that might not necessarily be seen as as totally you know wrong uh yeah. but but right now, especially using like directly that image, like I saw the image, it's on our website, guys, if you want to see the images. Um, actually, no, they're not, because I decided it's probably best we don't spread the images. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, but the link is to them. Um, so that using that specific image is kind of like, come on, guys, it's just terrible timing for this. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, you think it's just totally tone deaf in the, in, in the nowadays situation that we have, that we're all facing. Uh, but yeah, in another time, that might have been okay uh it's a tough one it's you know you think there's all kinds of checks and balances like people are gonna like oh you know what because one of the reasons this became a problem is not only from the internet blowing up but internal ubisoft employees when they found out about developers on other games uh and developers on this particular game that are not in charge of the cinematic that's playing in the beginning because it came from a cinematic uh were so mad they were furious there's internal memos going around saying like why are you associating us with this we are supporters of black lives matter a lot of the developers on the inside why are you putting this in front of the game that I made? Like they were furious. And so that was one of the things that really pushed back on this. Yeah. And when you think back to like, like uh, Grand Theft Auto games and stuff like that, I, I know, you know, there's definitely scenes of, you know, certain kinds of gang violence and controversial stuff that was live and based on real things in some of the bigger cities you know, right. of our, of our world. Uh, but it wasn't such a volatile topic. I mean, you know, uh, the drug cartel and stuff like that, like that stuff is real. And, you know, we see it in video games too, and it's representing with different names and stuff, but it's representing a real, real world. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that you're going to sit there and get in a fight in the streets, but with your neighbors about or something like that. Cause it was kind of more one-sided. This is sadly the way our country's so divided right now. This is just such a hot topic. It's, it's just not even worth, you know, uh, taking a side or especially from a company, but, uh, it's worth just avoiding altogether if they can. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're going to, yeah, uh, you know, you you could, yeah. I see what you're saying. You could take a side, but you have to be careful that, um, that you're not being offensive to anybody, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so if you want to give, you want to give like moral support to somebody, that's one thing. But then to take an image that's currently a hot image right now, and then use that to to uh sell a game and in turn insult people you know which which is really what they're doing here uh in a lot of ways that's that's not okay that's simply not okay you know you could you know so it's just ubisoft you're making a game where your people are shooting and stuff like that like you don't have any business right now trying to get tied in with with the current topics going on just play make video games and stop trying to do that you know stay, stay out of the politics exactly exactly uh, all right, let's move on to Tencent. Now, Jonathan, you and I have been playing around in the stock market lately. All of us actually on the podcast have been playing around in the stock market lately. Uh, in doing so, I'm paying attention to the gaming stocks. It's something we should know most about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Tencent, the biggest video game company in the world, their stocks plummeted following a PUBG Mobile ban in India. So India has banned PUBG Mobile and 118 other Chinese apps on September 2nd. Uh, the India uh, India's Information Technology and Communication Department claims the apps were taking user data and giving them to the Chinese government. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this? We we kind of have this problem here in America where you know this this thought that like oh TikTok and stuff like that they're taking our data. Um, my stance originally was kind of like yeah, but everybody has my data because that's how the internet works now, 
And if I don't want to partake in those things, that's my business to not partake into them. Uh, you can't really, I don't trust anybody to have my data. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of on the fence. What are your thoughts on that situation there? Should India have taken that stance? Uh, it's hurting their, their people or not? What do you thought? Uh, that's, that's hard. I think that's the kind of yeah. thing that you would have to, to let the people vote on as well, because like now they don't have these, you know, PUBG or TikTok or any of these, these apps. And it's, it's very controversial because what, what's going on with the data? What kind of data is it? Is it just for marketing? Is it, you know, so every time I go on my, you know, Walmart app, now it's going to be blasting me with ads for the things that I already buy. Cause the rest of the world's already doing that to you. That's right. Or, yeah, that's typical. Yeah. The thing here, the problem here is that it's, it's not just amongst, you know, its own circles. It's not like Walmart's collecting its data for just Walmart. This will be if Walmart's collecting its data for Walmart and then sending it to the U S government. It's that equivalence. Yeah. But I mean, like that's, what is the Chinese government going to do with knowing that I like black socks rather than white socks kind of thing? Like what's that, how does that benefit yeah. them and how does it hurt me? It doesn't seem like <laughs> there's anything they could do. I mean, if they wanted my bank information, any hacker that's got enough skill can go in and access your bank account and yeah. change numbers and stuff. I mean, it's, it's not like the Chinese government's coming for my bank account or, you know, trying to log into my video games or something. I mean, there's just, there's no, to me, I have nothing to hide that they can take from me that, another hacker can't take. So I don't yeah. see really what's the worry about sharing data that's pretty much public data anyways, uh, with the Chinese government. Like they're they're not they're not trying to attack us as far as we can see so far, at least I don't know. I, I, I right now totally agree with you, right? Because I, I you know, again, we live in a world where like like the best way to fight people taking your information and using it against you is to live a boring enough life that to not be a problem. Like mm -hmm. I'm just Frank and I have a podcast. You guys want my stuff. You're going to work hard enough to get it. I'm not big enough for it to matter. <laughs> you know, um, If you do get big enough in the world for it to matter, then you have the ability to hire people to make sure you're safe. You know, I think that's kind of what's happening right now with this current climate that we're in. Um, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, I don't know necessarily what Chinese government is doing with it. We know that they're monitoring things. Of course, you'd assume for like trends and stuff like that to make adjustments within their own uh, own country. But we're, we just don't know what they're using the data for. And, uh, but I do see like, it's it's a problem. And, and what it is, is within the Chinese government, there's actually a law. So this is actually what's happening. There is a law that says that all, all companies must be able to give uh, information to the Chinese government. So there has been many times where they're just not giving the information over. Like, it's not like it's just, oh, here's all the information all the time. But the Chinese government has requested the information on an individual, and then they can go to Tencent and like, yeah, that individual plays PUBG, here's the information. So that's technically how it works. It's not like there's a server in the Chinese government that they're sending all the information to all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's that. And it, let us know on Twitter, guys, because this is one of the, we're going to have a few topics today, actually, where you probably should go to Twitter and let us know what you guys think, and we'll discuss this. And we're always happy to learn, and, and, and Discord especially, too. Um, and and yeah, this is one of those things where yeah, what what does this mean? Does you're taking away people's abilities to play PUBG Mobile, and yet in turn, uh, I I'm okay with that. Or you know, it's one of those things where it's it's on the fence. Personally, myself, I think everybody already has my data that really you know, so it really doesn't matter. So I'll, I want to play PUBG. Don't bug me, and yeah. I'll play PUBG. You know, what I could see it being, um, and again, I don't know what the Chinese government's doing. I don't know if if it's even true that people are giving them data. But I mean. I don't know if we've seen that to be fact, but um, I could easily see it being like that a digital version of our census. I mean, we go around and gather up information from Americans everywhere and say, hey, yeah. 
how many people live in here, what's your race, what's your age, what's your gender, which is private information that the government doesn't really need to know, but somehow they think they deserve it, and then they use it to, I don't know, do well, their statistics okay. and stuff. Real quick, the government does need to know the census data because that's how we divide up our House of Representatives. It's how we make sure that people are being well represented. You know that's true. They need to know the quantity of people, but they don't need to know your gender and race, right? Well, the, the reason they want to know your gender and race is so that they can make sure that, uh, oh, you know, this this section of, of population is mostly this particular race, but they haven't been getting uh, representatives that care about that race often. So we need to figure out if we need to draw the lines to where they, in an ideal world, that's why gerrymandering has one particular thing that it's supposed to be used for. Um, it's to make sure that like an under um, underutilized or underrepresented race or people have a representative that represents them in our house representatives. And so yeah, you can draw the lines to make sure. Yeah. yeah. If one city is, you know, all, you know, a certain religion or something like that, but the, mm -hmm. the governor's different or the representatives of a different religion, then, hey, maybe we should make that one group represented by somebody that understands their values. Right, because a lot of times the lines will be drawn up where you have a section of a, a group of people that live in one particular spot, and yeah. that section has is divided up into multiple different things. Ideally, they're supposed to draw it to where, okay, well, let's change the lines a little bit so that this section has a representative that actually represents the people there accurate. Mm, yeah. So that's, that's the good part about census. But in this situation, yeah, I think it's more of a marketing thing where they're just like, oh, well, look, there's a lot of uh, young teens that are over here. The young teens are into... Uh, this certain anime so let's make sure we focus a certain anime towards this one particular population because we know that there's a lot of young teens in this population yeah. so if I, like marketing side but yeah yeah and uh, I mean, china's huge so they're doing something right when it comes to marketing <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah they're a beast um so after the ban uh tencent lost 14 billion dollars in the markets and uh, uh india was 24 percent of PUBG's installs which means they were the biggest audience and then, as we've been t talking about before, India also lost so 118 other apps, but they also include WeChat, which is like one of the biggest um, chatting apps in the world uh, that's owned by uh, a Chinese government. There's uh, a company. There's TikTok. There's Super Mar uh, Marvel's Super War, which I've never seen before, but basically looks like uh, League of Legends, but you're using Marvel characters. I was watching a, a game after this, after doing the research on this thing. It was a pretty interesting game, actually. I probably would have tried it out myself um, and much more. So... We'll keep an eye on this. This is one of those things where, you know, now, now you get the situation where India, if they're smart about this, there's going to be developers in India that are like, we'll just make our own PUBG. And, and that'll be what happens. And you'll get your own version of TikTok and stuff like that. We've already seen multiple versions of TikTok pop up since its popularity. Um, and we're going to see that now in India, a big surge of that. So if you're looking at the stock markets, wise, you might want to pay attention to the companies in India that develop games because they're probably going to have a little jump in their uh, stocks, right? Because they're all going to start coming out with replacement games for these things. Um, and so it's something to keep an eye on. I wonder if the, if, uh, if India wanted to work a deal with, you know, licenses for specific games that, you know, yeah, you can have that Marvel Super War. You can have that in India, but you, you have to sign this agreement that no data is going to be leaked to the government. I wonder if the Chinese government would allow that on a game by game or app by app basis. And if India would be willing to do that kind of negotiation. It would be tricky because, yeah, the law is in China and it says that they have to give all information whenever requested by the Chinese government. Um, so you would have to make an exception to the law. And I don't think China's on board with that very often. <laughs> they don't seem like they're 100% in on that idea. Hmm. Uh, moving on to the next one here. We got kind of we got some hot topics this time. You notice that? We got some pretty hot topics this yeah. time. Um, ESL's ban uh, is banning 
uh, coaches for cheating. So ESL, they're one of this they're a real big esports organization, uh, and they had CS:GO uh, coaches cheating, and they banned them for up to two years. Uh, the coaches include Ricardo Dead Signalia uh, from MIRB, uh, Alexander Mashanagan. <laughs> these names are great. Boktravia, okay, that's from Hard Legion, and then uh, Nikolai Hunden Peterson uh, from Heroic Team. So. These are uh, big names. I know that uh, Hunden's like one a real big player from the past, and now he's turned into coach and stuff like that. So these are really big guys, right? Uh, they're accused of using a bug within the game to spectate the map and then convey the information to the other team. So you're watching a map. You see that, hey, you know what? Todd's hiding behind this wall over here. And ideally, they wouldn't have that information without the coach telling them that. Uh, and so they were able to, to do this. I can't stand cheating. And we see it in, in regular sports, too. Everybody knows the Patriots, and they're, you know, we have inflating gate and they have spy gate, all these different things that they are doing. Uh, and I think it needs to be hammered down pretty hard. It keeps the integrity of the game. Do you think two years is enough for these coaches? I don't. I agree with you. It needs to be complete. If there's concrete evidence that this was cheating, complete expulsion from the game forever. That you have to come down yes. hard because the game itself, nobody is going to support this game in the future if they think there's a chance that other people are cheating in it. So if you want to protect, like you said, the integrity of your game, you have to come down hard and let everyone know if we, if you're caught cheating, you will never play this game, you know, publicly or competitively again in your life. So it's got to be concrete. Yeah, I think you're right because uh, especially since we're on the verge of esports becoming more mainstream, something like something we talk about a lot on the podcast uh, and desire. This is one of those things we have to have a hundred percent legitimacy. If somebody's caught cheating, I mean, we're talking back in the day when uh, baseball rules and stuff like that were a little loose and stuff like that. It took a commissioner coming in and saying like, no, these are the rules. These are our, these are our referees. These are our umpires. They're going to be running things now on the fields and and really kind of hammering. Down. That's when you can start getting uh, people who are not already interested into the game into it. Because if you're watching, for example, I'll give you a great example. I'm watching soccer, right? And soccer, FIFA soccer especially, is really known for its corruption. And when you see these guys, it, this isn't technically cheating, but it's something that I I wish so much they can get rid of. When you see somebody take a fall, when they like get hit barely on the arm, and they're like, "Oh no, my arm is shattered," and they're on the ground rolling around, I I lose interest. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is garbage. I don't care." Yeah, you see that every once in a while in basketball too. When they like, yeah. "Oh, he brushed <laughs> up against me," and you do a triple backflip into the crowd. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, that you are an athlete. You train in condition for this. You are fit and healthy and strong. You can bump into people because that's the exact like that's the name of the game that's what you're planning on doing um and so when you see them take a dive and that acting it's like cheap wrestling moves it's like yeah you just ruin the excitement and suspense and you just turn it into a a drama and we don't want that we want to see you compete with your skill not you know trying to pretend and cheat and get a little advantage it's not that's not what the game's about and it loses like audience connection and, and excitement and motivation for for the game 100% 100% right. As soon as you said basketball, I'm imagining like LeBron, he like goes back and his arms are failing, flailing in front of him. Like, oh no, <laughs> my body is so soft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a great example. Uh, ESL has worked with Valve, the, the makers of CSGO, uh, to confirm that the bug uh, and issue were existed and they, they went to disqualify uh, the coaches and their teams from the tournaments that they were cheating in. Uh, they explained in a statement that other coaches have have encountered the bug as well, but have decided to not use the advantage. So it's not one thing where it's like, oh, it's a bug, and they didn't know it was a bug. No, there was coaches that saw the bug and saw, no, this is wrong. This is not how you win, and decided to not use that advantage, and then went without it. So it shows that there was an active decision to cheat by these three mm-hmm. coaches. 
All right, we have another one here. This is one of those things that doesn't really fit in the four categories that we're supposed to cover, but it reminds me of our space hotels where it's like, this is still geekdom. We still got to talk about some geekdom stuff here. Right. Uh, and, I, and it sounds so interesting to me. So Facebook, they might be banning news from their site in Australia. And uh, we're going to explain both sides, and then we're going to come down on what we think is right and wrong. And then you guys head over to our Discord, and let's let's fire up this conversation. We, we've been doing this lightly. The Discord's getting spicy now. we got people that are sitting there giving their, their sides on each side of the argument. I love it. It's really good. It's what's best for. So uh, Facebook threatens to cut off all news for, uh, to Australia if they enact a new law to pay publishers. The Australian uh, Competition and Consumer Con- Commission, ACCC, which is, that's fun to say all the time, mm-hmm. uh, are working on a new law that would force Facebook and similar companies, so Google's also not a fan of this thing, um, to pay news sources for the content shared on their sites. Now, we're going to give both sides on this thing, okay? Uh, let's give let's give the publishers their side. So the reason the publishers want this law in place is because they're complaining that people will go through their news feed, see a news article based off the headline and the short blurb underneath it. So if you guys are familiar with, like when we share news from our site onto our Twitter feed, you'll see on the top, uh, ESL coaches cheat. Then you'll see like the, the first few sentences that I wrote in the first paragraph saying like, blah, 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 blah. And then that's usually enough for people to kind of get an idea of what's going on, right? That's it, even how we write articles. We specifically try to make sure that all the main information is up front so you guys can get it there. Uh, if you guys were to click on that link, you'd go to the website. And if for like CNN and BBC and stuff like that, they have advertisements on their website. That's how that company is getting paid is if you click on it and go to the website, the website has advertisements on it. They're saying that a lot of people go through their feed, see the basic story, don't really need to go into any farther, which they should, but of course people don't. Uh, and so they don't need it. And th- that part doesn't get any money to them because it's on Facebook. It's not like they actually clicked on the link. Uh, Jonathan, do you ever do that where you're just kind of like, yeah, 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 I get the idea and you keep scrolling? Yeah, all the time. So, but what you're saying is it's not uh, Facebook created content. It's Facebook has a an ad or an article that is like from, you know, Channel 10 News, uh, 10 cent stocks plummet, but people are not going to Channel 10 News to see it or, or read it. They're just seeing the headline from Facebook and moving on, accepting that as their news feed, right? Right, exactly. So a lot of, um, like for, for us, for example, when we share news, the idea is because it's feeding to the podcast. Everything we do feeds into the podcast. So we're not trying to bait you guys to our website. We don't care about yeah. that. We're just going to give you guys a heads up what we're going to talk about next. But if you go to like IGN or comicbook.com, two, two companies we really like to you know read on their stuff, they'll bait it out. They'll be like, what happened to Tencent lately that, that made their stocks go down? And then if you were to read the blurb, it would be like a lot of kind of nonsense. You click through to then see that, oh, it's because they're getting banned in India. Um, but, you know, if you didn't do that, if you were to just say, in the title, like ten cent stocks plummet, and then in the first little blurb, you see like they plummeted because of the ban in India. Okay, I don't necessarily need to read the rest of that. I got the idea, and you stop. That's the problem because people aren't getting, and it's just a link to the, these news sources. Do want to share the story? They're trying to get you to their website, so they want to share it on Facebook, a big platform. Um, but they're running into the problem where people aren't following through on these stories. Yeah, and that that leads to the the risk of major misinformation too. Definitely, if people are just getting the tip of the iceberg, just the headline of the story, then they're missing the meat and potatoes and they're just making assumptions that are dangerous. I mean, there's too much misinformation in our world today. So, I mean, I do that when it's something I'm not really interested in, but like, you know, you see, oh, this company's stock dropped. That's interesting, Uh, but you move on. But when it is something that you care about, then yeah, you should stop and actually read the article, get the information. 
so that when you're spreading it, because everybody does, they, they exactly. spread the word as soon as they hear something, you're spreading it with facts and not just assumptions. So Very, very good point there. Yeah, it's because we go and then we tell our family, like, oh, yeah, I heard that, you know, whatever this happened. You have no frame of mind for what really happened <laughs> because you just read the headlines. Yeah. And uh, that's a good point. Then you're just spreading the misinformation. So uh, what they, I think Facebook should go one or two steps further, though, and, and partner with some of these uh, news sources to feed their sources through Facebook better so that people aren't just getting the headline and have to click to the website, have, have the, you know, the news source, the channel 10 news article, whatever in Facebook, make it a part of Facebook or Facebook create their own actual news source. It's great that you mentioned that. So, um, yeah, Facebook actually has something like that. It's called Facebook news and, but it's a separate thing from the wall. And they offered that to Australia. They're like, look, you guys could use Facebook news. It's a good way that that has this revenue system or whatever. Um, but the the news service like CNN and stuff like that is like, no, because nobody goes to the news tab. They just are going through their own feed. And then when you have Uncle Jerry sharing a story from, uh, you know, MSNBC, then then it's from it's from Uncle Jerry. It's not from, you know, it's not on the news tab. It's from Uncle Jerry. And mm-hmm. so you're just kind of going through it, you know, Um that's the thing is they're like, no, we want it to be part of the main feed because for the most part, users aren't venturing to the other parts of, of Facebook or any other platform. They're going to the main feed. Uh, that's how they you know, find most of their news, unfortunately. Uh, so Facebook is and so that's that's the idea is, is Facebook is trying to bring this as the alternative. And, and apparently Australia just totally ignored it and didn't like, no, we don't. That's not a thing. That's not even an account. So they, they totally uh, ignored it. Uh, Facebook is refusing to participate in this new law if it if it does pass saying that on their side, well, then you could have a company like CNN pushing out articles all day long and and just reposting articles and stuff. Because what we do, we have a thing that, uh, an app that automatically reposts our articles in bunches sometimes. If I haven't shared anything from our website in a bit, it'll post some old articles that maybe I published at, at night when I'm like staying up till 2 a.m. typing, writing something. It'll publish it during the day so people can see it better. Um, well, you could, ha- you could have that set up as a bot. It'll sit there and just republish your articles. And then Facebook's going to have to pay for every time somebody sees those, even if it's an article that already was up before or something. So they're saying that that's, that's unlimited and they can't really handle that. Uh, they, they, uh, you know, they claim that they offer Facebook news and, uh, and have said very clearly that if you guys enact this law, both, both Facebook and Instagram will ban all news from being shared uh, from both local and international news. So from like the big companies like BBC, CNN, stuff like that, and from your local mom and pop stuff like News 10 and News 7 or whatever, all these little stations that you have. So it, it would shut down all news from Facebook. Uh, that part I kind of am on board with because I watch people would stop using Facebook for their news. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where, hey, Facebook, I mean, don't, you know, I don't know. These people need to get paid for that first impression thing. It wouldn't be terrible. I wish there was a way to kind of find a middle ground on this. Can you think of a middle ground for the two of them? I can't. I, I, I And I kind of like, uh, I don't know, Facebook has been stepping up a little more lately, which is interesting to see. But I I kind of think it's the, the right thing to do. Just pull out of the news field because it's a social media platform, not a news platform. Right. Um, but all the other social medias are spreading news. News is getting to people you know, all different ways. It's not just articles and, and reporters anymore. Like, yeah, you're not just watching it on the morning news or reading about it. So it's unfortunate that if they aren't the ones spreading it, people are going to get misinformation from somewhere else. Um, but I mean, maybe for at least Australia in this case, 
maybe it's the best thing for them is just, you know, let our local news system do what it does and Facebook just be for, you know, Uncle Jerry's posts and stuff. Yeah. Cat videos and whatnot. Right. Uh, I love share. I love following the dog videos. There's certain dog Twitter accounts you guys should be following. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> that's what that's what social media we should be for. Yes. Um, I, I like that idea of like if there's no news on any social media source and if you really want, you go to HuffPo.com or Drudge Report or whatever you want yeah. and go out seeking the news. Because then if you're seeking the news uh, instead of just it coming across you, you know, at a glance, then you're actually going to be investigating it yourself. And you can see like, oh, you know what, though? That's not really as bad as the headline made it out to be and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I've just totally banned it from all social media if we can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's just not great. Yeah. All right, we're moving into some unfortunate news. Uh, the Batman pauses productions after Robert Pattinson tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so they just got back from being shut down in March from, from the pandemic. Uh, and uh, Warner Brothers officially halted productions uh, on the, the Batman uh, Levesden studio in Levesden, Hertfordshire, England. In England, guys, basically. Uh, they're real particular over there in the other nations about filming during COVID, especially with American actors, because, uh, of course, there's this heightened scrutiny of, you know, if you're going to come over here from America, we have to be careful, you know. So they should shut things down right away, and everybody's being careful. Uh Everybody was really excited for Batman because we got that trailer during Fandom. But that mm-hmm. Fandom trailer came from only 30% of the film being made already. So they have much more of the film to finish up. This is unfortunate. I mean, it sucks. You know, of course, you don't want anybody getting COVID. And then, of course, we're also waiting for the Batman. We're hoping that doesn't get delayed any farther. There's that little side thing, too. Um, just hopefully everything goes well, right? It, it's tough to film these movies during this time when yeah. we're still Everyone's- in transition phase. Everyone's trying. Everyone's trying to find a way to move forward and stuff, but it, we still just it hasn't been completely contained yet. It hasn't really been there's no vaccine, so we just got to keep trying. And and I like their reaction though. Hey, you know he's got it. Let's just shut down. You know the world needs to see that when somebody gets sick. You know we do all of our all of our precautions, whatever we can. And then when someone gets sick, we don't just you know cover our mouth and keep working. No, you got to shut down, get away, get better, and then try to start again when everyone's healthy again that's i i think you're right there yeah that's 100 percent the only way we're going to get past this is if we take it seriously when this goes down shut things down take care of it come back that's the only way it's going to work um if you sit there try to drag it along you're just going to spread it more and then you're talking about months delayed yeah and so yeah uh we also just in a quick thing too, the rock and his family so uh dwayne the rock johnson and his family also have had well no they have covid right now but they're on the end of it so they're mending um He's he's healthy as a rock, so <laughs> he's healthy as can be. And so you'd assume that, you know, uh, he's going to be okay, but it can really take anybody. Uh, happy to hear that his entire family is doing well, and he's already he's already doing a lot better. Really yeah, cool. I, I believe I saw a report from him where he was saying, uh, because yeah, I guess kids with healthy immune systems recover faster, that it seemed like his kids only had symptoms for like three or four days. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, that's, that's really, yeah, it's a blessing in disguise. I know some kids have different symptoms and have it worse, but at least healthy kids with strong immune systems can, you know, get through it faster. So that's awesome. Yeah. He's also someone you guys should be following on social media. I just, he's a blast. He always shares his like morning workouts and they always motivate me to maybe get out of the couch and stop binging TV. <laughs> so, like, he's really worth the follow guys. Check out Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Twitter. He's got like, I need to suggest him. Everybody's already following him. <laughs> like I'm not going to bench press a car, but maybe I'll go walk the dog this morning. That's a good suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about this next topic here. Uh, but let's go into, into some some kind of uh, settings of what's going on here. So first off, uh, we had an a, a interview with John Boyega and GQ Magazine, where he spoke to his character being sidelined in this new Star Wars trilogy. Uh, he feels due to uh, the fact that he's black, that he got sidelined. So you and me, we're going to discuss this conversation, but it, we want to make it clear that, uh, you know, we may not know the right perspective on this. Sure. And uh, we're always open to your guys' uh, education, educating us and informing us and stuff like that, stuff we don't know. So just let us know. Okay. Uh, to All be right. clear, too, in case he's not a household name, because I had to Google this to verify it just to double check. But John Boyega is uh, Finn from the new Star Wars series, right? Good call. Yeah, very good call. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah, because he probably should have been a household name based off the first movie. You're leaning into our story, John. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so during, everybody so during, knows Ray. Everybody knows Ray. And, and Adam Driver, everybody knows Kylo Ren. Um, I had to make sure after reading this, I was like, I ha- I know I have the other two Funko Pops. Do I have his? And I do. So I was like, okay, good. I feel a little but, bit better about me personally. <laughs> but you didn't know. You had to think about it. I know, right? That's okay. So this is That's interesting. Fun. Okay. So during the interview, he talks about how in the first film, Force Awakens, uh, he's all over the advertisements and he's in the trailer and he, he, everything. He's holding the lightsaber, right? So we thought like, awesome. We had this whole new uh, Jedi, you know, and he's going to be. This uh, this kid that used to be a stormtrooper, now a Jedi, and he's going to be uh, a black Jedi, which is really rare. Only Mace Windu comes to everybody's mind. And and even for a uh, uh, black representation within Star Wars, it's on five. It's on one hand. I mean, it's you can't. Yeah. It's not very many. Right. So uh, it's even so much. It's a joke on like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that of how little there so, are. I think it's only Mace Windu and uh, Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the the, the guy. Uh, Placed by Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One, but oh, I mean, yeah. like we're, <laughs> that. Yeah, seriously, yeah, one-handed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very, very side roles too. There's not like anybody who's the star of the show, mm-hmm. right? So we had this guy was gonna be the star. It's awesome. Uh, so then he feels like over time, and and th- I'd have to agree with this uh, that after the first movie, and he, he was used for a lot of the advertisements. The second movie, he had a really bum story where he's gonna go save these like horses on some casino planet, and then in the third movie, he's Leading a charge, but he's not like, you know, what we're really watching. We're really paying attention to, oh, man, is is uh, Kylo Ren and Rey going to team up? Or are they going to turn on each other? What's going to happen? Like, that was the heat of the movie, right? What are your thoughts on that? My, you know, what are your first initial thoughts when you're reading that kind of an idea? So I didn't, uh, I, I never realized it, I guess, until until reading about that. That, uh, But that makes sense. That kind of does seem like it. Because from the advertising from the first movie, he's something like he was going to be the new like Han Solo, the new leader of the team and, you know, a much bigger character. And then now it's, he just kind of did phase out. And I know I, I'm interested to see what the original writing was and if, if he, if his story yeah. changed or if they had planned on it going that way. Uh, but like Kylo, Kylo Ren's character changed and started to become, you know, a hero. So they had to kind of write him into the spotlight in a positive way. So maybe they, they just wrote it that way to not have space for two male heroes, but I I don't know. It's now that you look at it from that perspective, it's a little clanky. There's kind of a issue with them, like the way the plot fits together. Yeah, and yeah, I feel kind of bad. I kind of feel like he did get sidelined, and maybe maybe hopefully Disney did it because they didn't care for his acting as much or something. Once he got into the job, and they're like, oh, you know, you're cool, but you don't resonate with people as much, so let's steer it this way. But 
I think it could easily have been a race thing too. Let's promote, yeah. you know, this black guy to get a lot of, you know, attention and people are going to support it and it's more hip and trendy. And then, you know, once it's in there, okay, let's, let's dial it back a little bit to, you know, sell more merchandise or I don't know, whatever they're reasoning for it. But uh, I hope that's not the case, but again, it, it you don't know. Be. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's one of those things too, from our perspective, it's hard for us to tell hundred yeah. percent. And uh, reading this, when I first started out hearing about this, I was like, when I was first reading this interview, I was like, yeah, but man, the, the Finn character is terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's my first thought, right? Just as a yeah. fierce instinct. But then as I'm reading it, as I'm thinking, it was like, well, that's not his fault. That's not, that's not Finn's fault or uh, 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 John Boyega's fault. That's the writing's fault, right? That's yeah. Disney, the production company's fault. And I really and, liked him in the first movie. I did. I did. And he was used to sell the movie because I remember very well everything was about him. And mm-hmm. I, you know, another character I was excited to learn about more about, Poe Dameron. And Poe was pushed to the side as well yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, you know, and there's there could be something there as well. Uh, but nevertheless, as I'm reading this, I'm starting to realize, yeah, that's right, because the story shifted and we had the change of directors. There's that whole mess of like, and he even says like, he does not blame J.J. Abrams. And he actually says, and paraphrasing on this part, he says, J.J. came in and saved your guys' ass, uh, is what he said to Disney, about Disney, um, because he came in into the third movie and he feels like got things back on track a little bit, although that third movie was rough, to say the least. Um, but yeah, so he he claims that, you know, uh, uh, that Ray's character and the Adam Jarvis character, Kylo Ren, both had these like deep stories where you're learning about their background and, and everything like that, and they have these this nuance and stuff like that, and then in the first movie, his character did as well because he was the stormtrooper that was confronting his identity and then moving on from that. And then into the last movie where he was kind of a sideline, not that big of a character. It was pretty black and white. Like he was just, he was the hero going to save the day. Nothing, nothing up for stakes. Um, here's a quote for him. Let's go ahead and get this quote in here. You get yourself involved in a project and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. So that's that. That's where he's saying, like, you guys used the Finn character in advertisement, and then all of a sudden he's not that big of a deal. In the first movie, he seemed like he was going to be the main star, and then he's off to the side. So I think that was one, his big complaint there. Yeah, uh, I, I think Disney needs to work on being a little more subtle with their marketing, too. Like, uh, one thing in the... In, one of these newer movies, they have that little robot guy that's a wheel with cone head and stuff. And oh yeah, the new one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you see that, you know that that was that's only in the story. That was only created. Same with those little fluffy egg-looking dudes. Yeah. Those were only created to sell merchandise. Like yeah. that's not part of the story. Why do you write these things in? Why do you add these things just to pick our pockets? Like and our you know for our children and stuff. Like what happened to making a story and then after a good movie comes out and people like it, then you create a merchandise afterwards after the fact don't think about it when you're writing it when you're making it don't think about you know i'm going to cast this character because he's a certain race and it's going to help promote the story to start with just make a good story and and don't sit there and try to manipulate the consumers like that's just Mm -hmm. that's not right yeah i think i think you you got it there yeah i think a lot of it for me in particular was was felt felt like finn was i keep saying finn or is it flynn it's finn right yeah f-i-n I just read a book that had Flynn as a character. So it was Finn was used as advertisement in the first story and then they just had to keep him in the movie. And I felt, I feel like that was wrong. Um, but yeah, so I think that's probably 
the best place we could end things off with right there. Just kind of like we wanted to bring this to the light. This is something that kind of came up within the 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 geekdom inside of Star Wars, and we're like, this is something we need to keep an eye on in future projects, um, and make sure that hey, if you're gonna bring characters in use the characters to their full potential. Don't just sit there and write an article like, oh, hey, this is the first blank of blank. And, and oh, it's so amazing. And then all of a sudden they're they're just sitting there and they're not being utilized as an actual character in the universe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So really use them. Uh, and uh, we'll keep on reading. This is from GQ. It's an interview with John Boyega. Can't suggest it enough, guys. It's, it's not that long. It's totally worth the read. You guys should be checking that out. All right, on to some lighter news. We also had uh, Super Mario Bros. Brothers' 35th anniversary. Uh, they had this anniversary direct where they were announcing a bunch of things they're doing to celebrate. And first off, 35 years, dude, how old are you feeling? I remember us playing this on the old NES. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to celebrate, they, they're coming out with a few new things. First off, there's a new Mario handheld. This is like the old Game & Watch handheld. It actually has the gold and red, like you're thinking of the old Famicom system. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll have the 85 Mario Brothers on there and the Lost Levels, which is, for those who don't know, the Lost Levels is what we call it in America. But in in uh, Japan, it was Mario 2. They are just they were so much harder and stuff like that that they weren't worth bringing over to America. Uh, this is coming out November 13th, and it comes in like an old DS box shape. So you guys look out for that. I know I'm going to pick up one of those for myself. Uh, we also have Super Mario uh, 3D World. So this is the Wii U Classic. It's going to be coming to the Switch. They added online and local co-op, so you can play with your friends. And it's coming with a DLC called Bowser's Fury. It looks like this like cat-themed island that you're going to be doing some more adventures on. Uh, that's a real classic game coming out. So that's going to be joining us on December 12th. This is the big one that I want to make sure we talk about right now. Okay, so we have Super Mario Bros. 3... Uh, 35 and this thing is crazy cool so you compete against other 34 players uh, as you defeat enemies within the classic 85 game uh the last person standing is the winner so the way it works is say you're playing original mario and that's it looks like that but then you see a bunch of other 34 other little screens playing mario around you and you're playing the regular game as you stomp on goopas as you stop on turtles and stuff like that those are transported to other people's games and randomly drop from the sky and so huh. they're playing mario too but they randomly have things dropping in on them and then you're just playing until, and as soon as you get hit, you're out. And uh, so you're just playing until make sure you never get touched. And, uh, and the last man standing wins. I, I can't wait to play this, man. And it's going to be free for uh, uh, Nintendo Online users. How cool does that sound? That, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's funny. So uh, you guys can play this starting October 1st, and it'll only be around till March 31st. So that it's a limited time that this game is going to even exist. So make sure you play it. I, I'm going to find a way for us. I got to get a capture card for us to see how to stream our Switch games because uh, that looks amazing. Next, we have a Mario Kart Live home circuit. Now, this is more of a toy, less of a video game. This is going to be an RC car that has a camera mounted on the, on the front of it. And as you drive around, you look through your phone as a steering controller and it actually shows like the Mario and they actually animate the Mario on the bottom. So it actually looks like it's actually animated Mario, not your car. And... um is showing an actual Mario Kart track in front of you that's within your living room or wherever. And you first thing you do is like, say you're going to program the, the track. Say you're going to program the track and then it puts paint on your wheels and then you just drive around the living room in a circle or whatever shape you want. And then you touch back where you started painting and then it establishes, okay, this is the track. And then it puts the lines around it, the barriers, boxes free to hit, everything like that. And then you just play Mario Kart within your living room. While you're playing Mario Kart on your phone, the little car is circling around your living room. It's really cute. And uh, it's pretty neat. You could even get the Luigi car for two people to play. It's pretty neat. 
Ah, oh, that's amazing. That's so smart. I mean, it's it's natural evolution of our technology, and you know, we expected that to come. It, it we've seen this. I'm pretty sure we've seen this in a few different things, like that new Minecraft, uh, and and you know, VR and stuff like that. Yeah, the augmented reality stuff. Yeah. Th- this is the first thing where you have a an automated machine that interacts with you too. That that RC car. Once you map out a track on the ground with your phone and its you know positioning ability, then it can just do laps and not hit your couch and stuff like that. Well, the idea, yeah, the idea is that you're driving the car because you're yeah. trying to win the race still. But yeah, you have the tracks and stuff like that. They'll tell you like, hey, you're out of line, you're out of bounds, and then you could hit your catch if you do that too much. But uh, yeah, it kind of sticks in there. And then one thing I really thought was neat when I was watching the trailer for this, by the way, all the trailers are on our website, guys. Go ahead and go there and watch the trailers for these. When I was watching the trailer, though, uh, when the kid hit like the mushroom that makes you go faster and he uses it, the actual RC car goes faster while he's doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's so neat. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if you bump into some some you know, virtual obstacle in the game, uh, if, like, your wheels would just all of a sudden jerk one way or something on the RC car. Oh, man, I like, bet it or does, Or lose actually. control, spin out or something. You know, that'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah, it has to, right? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. That has to happen. That's so funny. I know. This is really cool. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to buy it, but I'm hoping somebody does it I can go hang out with. <laughs> right. Uh, I wonder how much that's going to be. I don't know yet. They didn't actually give a price yet. So we know, like, for the Legos that they're doing also for this, uh, it was 250 bucks. I have a feeling it's going to be around the $200 range at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then there's also the Luigi one. car you want to buy. <laughs> so it adds up. Right. Well, yeah, you're going to want to race with other people. So you got to have at least two of them. Well, yeah, it, you know, virtually you'll be racing against Donkey Kong, stuff like that. But it's definitely best to have two actual cars running around your house yeah. and make those tracks as big as you can. I want to go to like, you know, a, a, a school parking lot or something like, yeah, something real big, yeah. big old track and see how you could do that. Oh, man, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys can pick yours up on October 16th. Uh, the last big thing we want to talk about is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So this was the thing that ev- the internet blew up about. Everybody's talking about his real show stealer. Uh, this is a new collection that has Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and the legendary Super Mario 64 all in one game coming to the Switch. So uh, it's also it's going to be available on September 8th. I forgot to put the, ex- the end date on our notes, but like I think it's around March next year too. They're going to stop selling this game. So you gotta get out there and grab this, guys. This is too big. If they were to just charge this for Mario 64, I'd be buying it. Uh, but also to get Galaxy, which was like a 10 out of 10 on most, you know, <laughs> review sites, uh, and then Super Mario Sunshine, which was a really good game as well for the GameCube. This is such a good buy, John. Do you remember playing the Mario 64? Uh, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was. I mean, you might have been a little too young when that when we had that one. Yeah, uh, I know you played Diddy Kong, but that one I think was you might have been a little too young on. But it was it's just such a good platformer, really hard. I know I never beat it, um, but this is my chance. I can beat it now. <laughs> nice. Not really good. Uh, okay, guys, so that's all the news. We're going to now go into our reviews. We're going to be reviewing uh, Milan, The Boys, and Marvel's Avengers. All right, John, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the reviews. Uh, tell us about Milan. You want to break down kind of... It's hard because it's kind of based off of the animated. Well, it's you know kind of based off the animated series there, right, or movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you break down the plot and what's going on in the story? Um, do you want me to do spoiler free though? Spoiler free, yeah. Just kind of give us an idea of like what is the reason everything's happening. All right, so it does follow. I mean, more or less the exact same story of the original Mulan, mm-hmm. um, but they did make some changes, and I feel you know a little bit betrayed. Uh, by some of the changes <laughs> well, they made, but before you go too far, Mulan is like a story from history. So, it's, yeah, I, I don't know if they're. That's the thing is, I don't know if they're using the historical Mulan or the movie Mulan. But yeah. yeah, and that's what it feels like. Is it probably uh, trying to be more accurate to 
you know, the original history versus the Disney Mulan. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, overall, I think it was a pretty good movie, pretty decent. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the plot is um, the Hun army attacks China, right? And then uh, they have to call their soldiers to get together, train, and go into battle. Um, Mulan is, in this she actually has a sister, so there's just the two of them uh, and her father who's weak and old and frail, so she uh, takes his armor and runs away to, to battle in his place and, you know, helps fight the army and, um, I don't know, I don't want to, like, give away everything, but eventually they win and save China, right? Uh, spoil the, it. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's the, Obviously, right, yeah. That's the gist of it. Yeah, and um, then the the, the crutch the, the the main thing is the fact that she's trying to pretend to be a male in the army, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So um the, I I have like a love hate with this. I know Squeaks especially, if he watches this or if he has watched it, he would just be outraged. He's gonna flip a switch and say, No, this is disgusting, this is terrible, I'd never watch this again. Um, that sounds about right. That sounds like him. And there's a lot of things I didn't like, but there was enough that I did like that I'm glad I watched it at least. Um, one thing I noticed, and only only noticed because I've watched more movies trying to analyze them now, uh, is the score, the music in the background. In this movie, I think that was their biggest failure. Oh wow! Was not having uh, the right background music right suspenseful notes or anything like that there's a several times at least four different times where the scene the acting the story is a high pinnacle peak of adrenaline and excitement and or emotion and you should totally be feeling that but they did not convey that in the music at all okay wow yeah it's, it's just no just disappointing or or sometimes i'll have like a little bit of music but you know like right now this should be the drums or you know, there should be like this, uh, you know, emotional music, but it's just just not being conveyed well. Hmm. So, which isn't like Disney. Usually, they they yeah. nail that part. Yeah. Um, this, of course, doesn't have any of the musicals in it, any of the songs. Um, they didn't have Mushu or anything really like Mushu. There was a phoenix that was like uh, wasn't really explained uh, very much at all, but it's just a spirit that would f- fly above her sometimes. Okay. Um, so that just wasn't utilized. So some of it just seemed kind of rushed to like they had to cram a lot more into the same amount of time for the story because they're trying to portray things a little bit differently. Um, there was one good scene toward the end where somebody saves Mulan. I don't want to get into I don't want to spoil <laughs> that part of it. Uh, but it, it, that was the another part where music could have made it better, but it was a really good scene. Um, and then Mulan, when she finally returns to her father, was kind of, you know, disappointing. In the movie, you're crying. I mean, in the original one, right? Uh, she's oh, bowing yeah. to her dad and apologizing for stealing all this stuff and you know betraying right. his trust. Gives him and all the this. sword, I think, too, and stuff like that. Ah, it's really cool. Yeah, and he's like, he's he starts to cry, and he's like, the only thing I cared about was my daughter. I'm so glad you're home, and embraces her. And this one, it just wasn't as emotional, you know. It's, he didn't cry and he didn't really word it the same way and he talked a little bit more and it's just like man you guys really just busted the climax on this this could have been so much better (laughs) yeah um so yeah overall i'll probably give it like a 72 maybe 75 just a so c minus or c minus okay um okay question for you then i got a couple questions for you 
uh, fight scenes. Did you feel like they were really cool? Did they bring you into the fight scenes? Because that seems to be like from the trailers, the high point is how cool these fight scenes look. Yeah, some of them were cool. Some of them were really good. Um, I do like when the Hun army attacks for the first time, they do the running up the side of the wall and all of that mm-hmm. seemed uh, like well, well made or like uh, well executed, I guess. With It wasn't like they just tried to shoehorn some, you know, Asian art styles into a Disney movie. Like it, it fit well. Um, they had this witch. Oh, yeah. One one um, one change to the story, I guess, was the eagle or hawk. I think it is that lands on on. Uh, gosh, what's his name? The the Hun guy's arm. Yeah, the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, the hawk is actually a witch, so she flies That's and then lands cool. and battles, fights as a witch, and then she trans trans teleports herself or can, turns into uh, bats or, or something like that. So she was a really cool character, and they did a really good job with her in her fight scenes and stuff. Okay. Uh, one thing they they didn't do well, or one thing I wish they did, I guess, in the fight scenes, uh, was at one point or another, uh, one or two of them would use like a um, cloth and they would like swing the cloth and wrap it around somebody and yank it and kind of use it like whips almost right. like we would see in you know American movies uh, and as I know I've, I've seen that in Asian films before too and it's a cool fighting style but they didn't they didn't show any kind of precursor to that before using it in battle so not like a hint of them training on it or uh, ain't n- nothing to really it's just all of a sudden oh yeah this person by the way has this really cool skill with these these cloths so like that kind of stuff should have been uh, teased to you or just hinted at, at you a little bit. Also, the um, the scene from the original movie where where she blows up the side of the mountain and causes an avalanche. They had a similar version of that, and her story of how how she caused the avalanche was a little better, I think, in this one. It was pretty cool. Really, but uh, the fact that she knew that the side of the mountain was going to cause an avalanche if it was struck, there was nothing leading to that. In the original one, I believe she heard a creaking in the snow. And there would have been a good opportunity for just a two or three second yeah. scene where she looks up at the side of the mountain and hears a creaking in the snow, but she didn't. So in the original she's about to fire upon the Huns as they're marched coming and then she's like kinda of looks over at it and then so there's something that kinda of gives her the indication it's over there and then fires up to it, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So I wish there was something in this one she wasn't very close to it. She wasn't even already aiming in that direction. She had to change tactics to to lead them that way to cause the avalanche. So I wish there was something that was like, oh, yeah, by the way, she already anticipates an avalanche could happen because she heard this sound or something. But there, there yeah. was just a lot of little holes like that that kind of didn't get filled. But overall, I enjoyed it. I don't think you would like it as much if you hadn't seen the original movie, but it definitely doesn't hold up to the original movie as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got two more questions for you. First of all, uh, one of my favorite scenes in the original movie was the montage when they're learning to be good. And, you know, a lot of that, of course, is the amazing song. Be a man is in that part. Uh, was there a montage in this of them training to become better soldiers? Did they have that storyline of them kind of sucking when they first get to the camp and then becoming better? They so that was another major disappointment. They first didn't have any music. There's no singing. There was a couple times where you could hear uh, the, you know, she'll bring honor to us all song, like the music instrumental in the background of a couple scenes. Yeah. Um, but that where they're training, I mean, you saw them suck and fail several times and then eventually get better. But there was there could have been that climactic point where she climbs the post and grabs the arrow or, yeah, so you know, cool. <laughs> yeah, that is just so adrenaline filling. You're just like, like, yeah, she's a badass. She's going to save China now. Like she's going to lead these men, a woman leading men into battle. 
but it was just very kind of clunky and stumbled across and you know there was there wasn't there was times where she proved that she was stronger there was one specific one where she climbed to the top of a mountain that the guys couldn't make it to but there wasn't that you know intense inspirational music behind it or something it was just it she was more uh, accomplished and just kind of took a deep breath at the top of the mountain and felt satisfied and it's like that's you know that's nice but you know i want that pumped up she's a strong powerful woman kind of uh inspirational music so several several uh, times they had that opportunity they kind of failed Hmm. that's too bad that was one of my favorite parts um okay so then the last thing for you here uh we had a big love story kind of blossom out of the first movie uh with like it started with respect and then of course became a love story towards the end uh was there any hint of a love story in this one um there was and it did it did kind of follow the same the same uh story i guess as the original one it was just a lot more subtle a whole lot more subtle and her friends and the 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 guy that she falls in love with in the first one he wasn't their their leader in this he wasn't their general he was like the general's son that was okay. training with them yeah okay so you're giving it a c minus but worth the watch or no yeah i'd say it's worth the watch 30 dollars worth the 30 dollars no i i mean if if Wait for it to be uh, if you share the account with a bunch of people, maybe, but if you just, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if you're just going to, maybe, not even if you have kids, kids probably wouldn't really care for this much. Uh, maybe if you're a huge Mulan fan, my, this is my wife's top two Disney movies are Pocahontas and Mulan, and she was more disappointed with this than I was. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'd say probably just wait till December. It's going to be okay. free to all uh, Disney Plus people, uh, members. Okay, so there you go. Wait till December, then join Disney Plus, which you know you're gonna wa- watch Mandalorian anyway, so it's perfect timing. Uh, there you go. All right, I'm gonna give us a quick review for the boys. Uh, so the boys season two, they decided to release the th- the first three episodes, then they're gonna release a new episode every Friday. Uh, last season they ended up releasing the entire season all at once. So I'm gonna first start by saying they definitely should have done the entire season at one time, and they're actually getting quite a bit of review bombs, which we're we're against review bombs here. Uh, because of this release format if you're going to review the show review the show based on its content not on something that amazon's doing on the side uh so yeah if you're going to like amazon's own page and look in the reviews it's real low and that's just because people are reviewing or review bombing it for the release factor but the show itself is actually not very good (laughs) the first season i really loved i loved the boys for season one season two has been a mess slow stupid at points like so stupid that i'm just like this is not even funny it's just silly uh so i'm gonna give the entire first three episodes a c plus a show that i think i gave an a last year or equivalent to an a last year but if i were to break down each episode the first episode i'd give like a b minus the second episode a d a low d and then the third episode a b maybe a higher b so I'm going to give it a, a, a in total a C plus because that third episode saved a lot of it. It really kind of felt like we're back on track. We're kind of seeing some uh, interesting character developments happening, especially with like the DP had a lot more interesting character development in the third episode. The deep matter of fact was the stupid character from the from episode two. They had this thing where he's like talking with his own uh, gills and it was voiced by Patton Oswalt. I love Patton Oswalt, but it was just so silly that I was kind of like, this is just stupid um there's a lot of heads blowing up and stuff like that they they said like we're gonna be stepping up the gore and explosions they definitely have and there are parts where it's 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 a good choice that i'm liking um 
Stormfront and stuff like that. I won't say exactly what because you guys should be watching this, but like I liked that part. Uh, but doing it for the sake of of explosions and stuff like that, like just so that we can, uh, you know, I'm an adult now. I don't necessarily need to see things because of the goriness. If it's warranted, I'm down. There's a part where somebody's head blows up and um, a lot of people are complaining about that part as being too gory. Myself, I thought that part was, I thought it was like, oh, it's perfect because it was a shock factor. Um, I thought that part was done well, but there are a lot of people complaining about that piece in particular. You know, story-wise, we're at this point now where the, this, this idea of super terrorists are out there. We we had that follow from the last season. Oddly enough, in the very first episode, they actually changed who the super terrorist is, though. So that's kind of weird. Like, they actually kill off the standard super terrorist that they were using from last season. And they introduced another one, I think, in episode two. It, they needed the new one because it needs to be kind of tied into the boys a little bit better. We get that. Uh, none of the characters really feel interesting right now. Uh, they're, they're on this redemptive arc with the Deep, which... You know, I'm one of those guys that because of his actions in episode one, season one, I'll never redeem him. And uh, so and some of the characters are, are that way, too, which I really do like. Like the reaction from some of the characters that he's wrong has been, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know, so uh, there's that. It's real hit and miss for me right now. So like I said, I'm giving it a C plus, but there are episodes that are far worse than the C plus rate grade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably revisit the review on this at the end of the series, the season and kind of give a wrap-up one, because it might redeem itself. If it continues on the arc from season from episode three, we might have something here. But uh, in general, just wait. I'd wait for it to be more bingeable before you can get everything. Don't subscribe to Amazon Prime if you don't have it yet for this yet. Wait for everything to come out, and then do that. Hmm. So yeah. do you do you think they like changed writers, or just changed direction, or are aiming for different audiences, or something like that? Well, no, I think they're just trying to, like, let's step it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they they thought they had to go bigger and better. And, I mean, just, like, the acting and stuff like that's all, like, it's not very good. That being said, Homelander, Homelander's acting, that dude's amazing. Like, it, <laughs> even the worst of times, you can look at his face and, like, just from his face, you can convey, like, I'm keeping the smile on my face. I'm so furious that I could kill everybody in this room and I almost might do it. <laughs> you know? I really enjoy watching his acting. It's, it's, it's pretty stellar. Um, the Maeve character, I think, is getting better this season and stuff like that. But... Yeah, I don't think they changed writers. I think they were just trying to like, let's get more edgy. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. uh, yeah, so that I think they thing. need to spend more, put more attention into like a deep plot rather than explosions and shock factor. Yes, yeah. Get it more into the storyline. And that's one thing with um, the new terrorist that they brought in. Like the least he kind of ties into the story better. Like he actually is more interesting. Uh, by episode three, they kind of, they used up the terrorist's purpose and, but it actually now has me more interested in two more characters. Like these two other characters now have a reason to hate each other due to this super terrorist, uh, which that's one of the funny things too, by the way, just a real side thing. Um, everybody's trying to like, Oh, we're trying to find a name for these, like, cause you know, of course, Vought, which is this big corporation that runs, uh, the seven, they're trying to have a branding thing for, for the terrorists. So they're like, we're going to, they're spitballing names and they, everybody's saying super terrorist, super terrorist. But then Homelander keeps saying, he's like, no, we should call it super villains. That sounds better. Cause like in this world, super villains, isn't like a thing that we know. Right. Cause it's not like they live in a world of superheroes as fictional characters. They're real. So super villains isn't really a name yet. And so he's like, nah, it doesn't have the same ring. You should go with super villains. That has a better ring. And so that's kind of a little funny, little small plot that's in there. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping I'm looking forward to the show redeeming itself. Let's just that's kind of the best way for me to put my feelings right now. Yeah. All right. 
So that's a C plus. Uh, and then let's go ahead and go over uh, from one superhero group to another. All right, guys, we're going to be reviewing the Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, this is by Square Enix, and uh, we've been streaming a lot of this. So you guys can be watching the stream on this, kind of get an idea of of the gameplay and the initial reactions. Um, I'm going to break down the plot of this real quick because one big plus to this game, I'm, I'm about eight, maybe ten hours into the game, so I'm getting I'm pretty far into the campaign now. Uh, one big thing about this game is it's it's straight up a movie. I'm like so into the story. It feels like this is what you'd expect from like a, a comic book run and it's really enjoyable. So spoiler warning on the campaign up to, I'll go like halfway up. So spoiler warning on the campaign, right? So we start off with a day. It's this day. Uh, the Avengers are celebrating them finding this new, uh, Terrigen crystal. So right away, those MCU or Marvel fans know Terrigen. Oh snap. Something's happening. Uh, so they found this Terrigen crystal. They're celebrating this new energy source and they call it a days. This big Avengers day. Well, uh, things go awry. And uh, there's a big explosion, terrible for the city, and the, the, the event's being held in. And uh, this mist gets spread out, and so we have a lot of, uh, they're called inhumans, but you might call them mutants or metahumans if you're talking DC, that are around. So now we have these inhumans that are people that have abilities, that didn't have abilities originally, but the mist gives it to them, this Terrigen mist. And uh, one of those characters is a young girl who's a big fan of the Avengers, Kamala Khan. And she's basically the main character you're following through the, the initial part of the storyline. And, and you can tell it's kind of just the front man of this whole game, which is really great because Kamala Khan is Miss Marvel in the comics and uh, is a character that's it's somewhat new to the comics, but is fantastically written uh, in this game. So uh, I think she's becoming everybody's fan or she's becoming uh, everyone's favorite real quick. And she plays very well, too, combat wise. So we then fast forward five years after the events of A-Day. Captain America is presumed dead. And the Avengers are scattered to the winds as people are like not wanting to have anything to do with superheroes. They they caused this problem. And then a lot of the people that have gotten powers, a lot of these inhumans, are seen as uh, rambunctious terrorists that are destroying the city and destroying cities across the country. So AIM, which is kind of like they, they were actually an arm of Hydra, like the science arm of Hydra. They became their own thing. Uh, they're led by MODOK, which is a big villain in the uh, Marvel world. Uh, he's be kind of becoming the MODOK you guys know throughout the events of the game. And they're out there trying to hunt down uh, the Inhumans. I won't say why, but the idea is because they're going to make a cure for the Inhumans. Uh, and as Kamala Khan, you're like, I don't want to be cured. I feel good as a, as a potential hero. And she's a big Marvel fan, so she kind of hides her stuff because, of course, people are like throwing away Marvel or Avengers posters. And so she then goes to try to find the resistance, a group of heroes that are fighting for good. And you're joining her on this adventure. And so in the beginning of the game, you actually try out all the characters during the A-Day part. You're trying out like Captain America and Thor and everybody, right? And uh, then you get to a point where you're just Kamala Khan. And as you're going, you find Bruce Banner. Then you find Tony Stark and they join your roster and stuff like that. And it just feels like a really good story. Like this could be a, a show on HBO or something like that. It's really, really good. And... So story-wise, I'm really enjoying it so far. So I, I would give it high marks for its story. I mean, it sounds it sounds very engaging. It sounds uh, like I'd rather watch it than play it. <laughs> Dude, the, the cutscenes are so good that I was almost like, I could just take all the streams, take the, take the cutscenes out, and make a solid flick out of this. Right. <laughs> like, this would be really good. Um, but but uh, yeah. how's the Let's... actual gameplay of it? So I'll go over the gameplay quickly. So uh, Because it's it's one of those things where it's it's an action adventure game. Each character plays so uniquely that 
I have favorites and I'm like, oh, I got to do this one as Iron Man. Iron Man actually, you know, because of course, oh, everybody loves Iron Man. But playing as Iron Man, I'm not a big fan of that. But um, you have these certain characters that you're like, oh, I hope I get to play as Kamala Khan. Oh, I hope I get to play as Black Widow or Thor on this one because those ones are really fun for me anyways. And um, and so uh, depending on the character you play, some of them are real fast paced. You're, you're, you're doing move, your moves quickly. Let's go with Kamala Khan. So all of her swings extend out because she has kind of like rubbery arms and stuff like that. Think of Mr. Fantastic in a lot of ways. Um, so she's she's actually pretty fast and she has good range. So she's able to hit everybody and she does a lot of uh, attacks to multiple targets at once. Then she's pretty quick. And then like Black Widow, someone I really like playing too. I usually play her only from a ranged position because she has the two guns, but you could also do melee fights. But I, I tend to play her just from range. They all have talent trees to where you could spec farther into that. So I'm actually making her a very powerful ranged character who doesn't really need to get into the fight. But she's all about super fast, light damage. So you're sitting there just like pop, 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 shooting robots in the face. And it'll take like, you know, 10, 20 shots, but you're going real fast. And you're just like all about keeping distance, keeping away. And it just feels fun. When you compare that to Hulk, who's very slow moving, but I'm just smashing everybody to the ground. And uh, it feels really good. They all have these abilities that are really rewarding when they unlock because you have to build up your abilities. So when you have the access to some of these abilities, it's just like, sweet, I have the stun grenade or stun shot from Black Widow, or I have the thunderclap from uh, the uh, from Hulk and stuff like that. Like they really feel good. Uh, and then of course their ultimates are really good. Kamala Khan gets really big. Hulk gets in the, the or Iron Man gets into his Hulk smasher one. Um, this, you know, like everybody has these really cool ultimate abilities that are, are a real perk to enjoy. It's been fast paced. Now here's, okay, so every game can't be perfect. Here's the downside. The user interface for this game is very lackluster. When you're sitting there trying to build groups or even starting up the game, I'm playing it on PC, starting up the game is not that great. They could use a a more main mainlined user interface. A lot of it feels, because they also have like multiple skins that you can unlock through these coins or whatever, these points. And um, I haven't found it. I'm sure it's in the game, though, that you could purchase these coins for cash. So there is this microtransaction-y feel to this, and I cannot stand that. That drives me crazy. But if, if I'm going just off of gameplay and storyline, I am having a ball. Uh, I'm giving this a B plus. And the reason I'm giving it a B plus is, well, storyline-wise, it's very fun discovering new Avengers as I go, finding out who Tiny Dancer was, and and... Finding Iron Man, he lost all his money, but he's living in a <laughs> he's living in a camper on his property that's all being falling apart, and he's just like rocking out, and he's <laughs> he's a lot of fun. But as gameplay idea, like you gave me a taste of all of them in the beginning, and now I can't wait to get Thor back, or I can't wait to play as Black Widow again, and I'm having to go through this campaign just like this mission would be a lot better if I could jet around as as Iron Man right now, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that 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 part kind of lowers it. Another part that lowers it is you're kind of, you get to have camp, uh, companions with you, but certain missions require you play as certain characters. So I wish you could just play as, and you probably can once you beat the game. I wish you could just play as whoever you want all the time. But there are times where it's like Iron Man's doing this while Hulk is doing that. So you can't be Hulk on this mission because he's currently doing that other thing. That makes sense, but it doesn't feel very rewarding to be like, yeah, but I've been leveling up Hulk. I don't want to play as Iron Man. Iron Man, I don't have much stuff into. Uh, so there, there are some things like give us a little bit more freedom and this game's much higher end. Uh, I, I'm giving this a B plus. It's been getting some mixed reviews, um, but I'm giving it a B plus just because the story and the gameplay are a lot of fun. It's within a system that I'm not big, a big fan of. Like it's within this user interface, within this microtransaction world I'm not a big fan of, which is what's getting its thing. But I can't suggest it enough, guys. If you just want a good smash em up game, it reminds me so much. So like each character plays very uniquely and, and, and you'll find ones you like and ones you don't like. What it reminds me of, Jonathan, 
is those games that used to come out to tie into the movies. Like, you remember the Lord of the Rings games and like those, those Star Wars games that used to like come out with the movies? Yeah, I remember that. You're just going around on an adventure yeah. and you have different abilities and, and you're mostly playing as Aragon or something. <laughs> it feels like one of those. And uh, I've been wanting those and haven't had that in a long time. So it's a lot of fun, guys, and I can't suggest it enough. Uh, if you want something to just like, I want to feel a new version of Marvel's uh, Avengers. This is it. This is a really good way to play it. All right. Uh, I think that's it for us, guys. So uh, head on over to our Discord where we're going to be cooking up ideas for the next uh, Emmy poll and then head over to our, our uh, Twitter account to be able to vote on those Emmy polls. Those are really fun. We're going to be doing a giveaway starting next week. We're not sure if it'll be a shirt or one of our face masks. We have the face masks that are Geek Freaks face masks. We'll probably do a shirt, though. Um, and then next month, we're going to be doing World of Warcraft giveaways. We're probably going to do two of them uh, related to World of Warcraft Shadowlands releasing. So keep an eye out on the social media, guys. Head on over there uh, and drop us a review if you'd like. Uh, those help really help us out a lot. We're not going to tie the giveaways to the reviews we have in the past. We're just doing them just because they're fun to do. It's always fun to give somebody something. So uh, we have a giveaway coming up next week. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate the listen. Bye. For joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.